Lucas Dostal saves the day! That is right, the bakery was closed not just once, but twice up in Canada. Are the Ducks back to their winning ways, and has John Klingberg finally come around? We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon Music. So Amazon Prime listeners, check out Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And you know what? I'm just going to start off by peeling back the curtain. So the last show I had was on Thursday. That was Goals Thursday. And had a fun travel day, so to speak. Friday, the weather was a little bit, well, not just a little bit, a lot nasty leaving New York. So I actually ended up missing my connecting flight and I had to take a different connecting flight. I got back home at a different airport in order to make it back to work Friday night doing public address for the junior reign. And then I had to work multiple games on Saturday. I was gone from, I think, something like 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. It was a long day. And then Sunday, I had to do some work early on the day as well. And also, check out the newest arena in the American Hockey League, Acrisure Arena. I feel like I do want to leave that for Goals Thursday as kind of a bonus. I have a feeling that Thursday's Goals Thursday is going to be a supersized one because I do want to talk about the new arena in the American Hockey League. So we're going to have a jam-packed week. Here's what is on the docket. We're going to have our regular show today, going to have a couple of shows either on Wednesday or Thursday because we got to talk about the game against the Kings. We're going to talk about the game against the Wild. We've got to talk about the game against the Flames. We'll have a crossover this week. We'll have Goals Thursday. So we're going to have a lot to get to. And also, Christmas Eve morning. Yeah, got a little something extra for all of you, for the loyal listeners. A bonus episode taking place on Christmas Eve. Those of you that have listened for more than a couple of years, it's an annual tradition. Y'all know what it's about. We're going to do it again this year. Fourth time. All right. So let's talk about the last couple of games that took place since... I was last here, and I also didn't have a podcast because I wanted to actually go back and watch the games and give this some due justice. I didn't want to just do a podcast and not watch the games. I wanted to actually see for my eyes the amazingness of Lukas Dostal. I do not make it a secret that Dostal is one of my favorite players on the Ducks. If it wasn't for Troy Terry, Dostal would probably be my favorite Duck. As it is, Dostal is my favorite player on the San Diego goals. I will not hide that at all. Because the dude's amazing. He is the kind of player that you want on your team. He goes balls out every game and puts 120% effort into each and every game. And he's been like that since Ilvis, since going back to three years ago. Ilvis Sampin. Back when he was playing in Europe, he was doing that during the modified playoff at Bakersfield a couple of seasons ago. 
He did it last year with the goals. And this, again, he's still young. Let me just repeat this for everybody in the back. He's only 22 years old. I know we don't have video, so you can't see me screaming in the ether. That's a whole other thing. I'll get to that later. But for those of you on the video side, yeah, there's no video today. A little bit of video issues. And I'm also not back home yet. I I will be tomorrow. So I'm kind of on the road-ish right now still. But I'll get to that at the end. Dostal's only 22 years old, folks. He turns 23 next year. He still has a little bit of time to develop. And if I could think of anything he has to improve on, it might, I mean, very, very slightly might be the catcher or the blocker side. And that's it. His glove side is fine. His glove is really good. His lateral movement is excellent. His awareness is great. His rebound control is the other very, very, very small thing. But he's a quality goaltender right now. And he proved that against Montreal. Now, that game against Montreal, that was a team effort of a game if there ever was one. I thought the Ducks might have been sunk in the third period. Well, first off, Troy Terry doing his thing on the power play. Hey, the Ducks doing well in the power play again, thanks to the three-headed monster of Troy Terry, Trevor Zegers, and Mason McTavish. McTavish belongs on that first-line power play. He always has. I don't know what took them so long. And then we finally had the emergence of John Klingberg. I think Klingberg finally realized he is going to get traded, but I bet he was only going to get maybe a second-round pick back. After these last two games... The first round pick is back on the table, baby. John Klingberg scored not one, but two goals at Montreal, including the game winner, by the way, where the, he's starting to get left open a little bit. Maybe there's something going on where opponents are saying, oh, Klingberg's not had a good go at it. We can kind of leave him alone. He's not expected to be a threat, blah, blah, blah. Look, when you put Klingberg on the line with Zegers and Henrik, and if he gets an open opportunity, he still has that capability to put the biscuit in the basket, and he did that twice. My only concern is that the Ducks PK still has issues. Cole Caulfield found complete daylight on the Habs power play in the third period. Oh boy, that is something that they need to work on, but they also need to, and I've said this repeatedly, they need to deploy the right players on the PK. Am I okay with Silverberg out there on the power on the PK? Sure. Am I fine with Henrik out there? Absolutely. Am I okay with Sam Carrick out there? I guess. Am I okay with Frank Vetrano being out there on the PK? Maybe. If I were to make any adjustments, and you've heard me say this before, I would put McTavish out there on the PK. Without question. And I would maybe replace... I'd maybe replace Frank. Vetrano is an okay PK guy. But I would like to see McTavish out there just a little bit more. Knowing how active he is on the back check. Knowing that he can get into lanes. And knowing that if the Ducks actually deployed a 
decent and competent PK and a good system, I would put McTavish on that spot right by the goal mouth where he can push away opponents down by the crease. That way the goalie, in this case Dostal, doesn't get his view blocked. That's the one difference that I would make. I like Carrick down there. Henrique I like down there, but I would like to see more of Mason McTavish in that role. Maybe that can be a fix for the PK. Benoit on the PK? Sure. Fowler? Eh, I, I guess. Kulikov, I guess. I Actually, Kulikov has not been too bad on the PK lately, if I'm going to be honest. But, you know, it is what it is. And Cole Caulfield, you know, short boy goals. Dude's amazing. I, I love Cole Caulfield. If I were to have a favorite player on the Habs, it might be Cole. And he did it twice in a short span. <laughs> that pun was not intended. I'll admit I was worried. I thought the Ducks might blow that game, and they didn't. Klingberg, then Rico, then Frank Vitrano at the very end. Couple of empty net goals. That did it. The Ducks won it 5-2. to two. It was really 3-2 to two without those empty net goals. But I got to give credit to John Klingberg. He's finally getting some daylight and finally taking advantage and moving a little bit closer from the point and actually getting closer to a non-perimeter, non-awful shot. So maybe he's getting more aggressive. Maybe he's finding his shots a little bit more. And I realize that I'm a little bit over time talking about that one game more than I wanted. So I'm going to talk about the Oilers game after this brief intermission. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, hey, I bet you haven't checked out Bet Online yet. Yeah, I bet you haven't yet because Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and analysis. Bet Online is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. You've got the NBA going on, you've got, you know, NFL, quite a game from the Packers beating the Rams last night, NHL's in full swing. And of course, you have the college bowl season. For those of you in SoCal, who's going to win the Rose Bowl? Is it going to be Utah or is it going to be the Nittany Lions of Penn State? Those lines are all up at Bet Online right now. I mean, Bet Online is always the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info. So head to the website today using either your laptop or your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez. We're going to talk about the last game the Ducks played over the weekend. It was a Saturday game. I didn't watch that one live because I was working a teddy bear toss game. Just FYI, I will be talking about teddy bear toss games on Thursday's podcast because teddy bear toss nights are one of my favorite things in the world. No way I was going to miss that. No freaking way. So the Ducks traveled to Edmonton hoping to build off of that victory against Montreal, which, by the way, was a regulation win. (gasps) Ooh la la. And guess what, folks? They did it again. They freaking did it again 
against the Edmonton Oilers. This was a game that I'm just going to say it right now. The Ducks had no business winning that game at Edmonton. None. None. And I'll tell you, actually, I'll give three reasons why the Ducks had no business winning that game. Reason number one is always Connor McDavid. When you face the Oilers and Connor McDavid, you're usually bound to lose. <laughs> Connor McDavid is the best player on the planet right now. He will get his no matter what. I'll even add a 1A, Leon Dreisaitl. Those are reasons 1 and 1A why the Ducks have no business winning this game. Reason number two, making the same mistakes join or not join but getting penalty after penalty after penalty and allowing a plethora of power play opportunities to the Oilers and of course the Oilers will get theirs on the power play they're one of the best power play teams in the league so them getting some a couple of those were stupid penalties that the Ducks should not have taken and of course Edmonton is going to take advantage of that of course, Connor McDavid is going to take advantage of that. So that's reason number two. Reason number three, why the Ducks should have and had no business winning this game was just allowing Edmonton to have their way. The defense was an absolute sieve on this game. The shots on goal, 49-17. to 17. Let me repeat that for everyone in the back. Edmonton outshot the Ducks 49 to 17. Shot attempts were 82 to 38 in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. So how the heck did the Ducks win this game? Well, I'm going to give you exactly two reasons. That's it. There's really only two reasons why the Ducks won this game. One of them is John Klingberg. Klingberg finding his game in the clutch. Actually, reason num- that's reason number two. Reason number one, 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, all the way down to 1Z is Lukash Dostal. Dostal saved their asses that game. If it wasn't for Lukash Dostal, the Ducks would have lost like 5-1 to one or 6-1, to one, or 6-2 to two even. In fact, let me tell you what the expected goals were for this game. The expected goals in this game were 5.49 to 1.59 in favor of, you guessed it, the Oilers. Not often do we see that much of a disparity in expected goals, and to have the team with the less expected goals winds up winning the game. It doesn't happen too often. In this case, it did. When the expected goals have a margin of almost four for the home team, you're going to lose 99 out of 100 times. So Dostal, first off, he made some spectacular saves on this game. I still don't know how he did it. And I'm still hurting like my groin still hurts watching a couple of those acrobatic saves by Dostal especially there was a good stop on Connor McDavid that I thought had a very good chance of going in and didn't and McDavid really tried to get 
anything past Dosal. But there was one in particular where I kind of sat back and went, oh, bakery's closed, buddy. Bakery's absolutely closed on this one. The high danger chances. You ready for this, folks? You ready for this? I'm trying not to laugh because I'm not home. But the, the high danger chances in favor of Edmonton, 21 to 4. 21 to 4 in favor of Edmonton were the high danger chances, and Edmonton still somehow lost. Lukash Dostal had by far the best game score of this game. Second was Connor McDavid, who did get his. He did get his power play goal. He did get an assist. The Ducks PK still not that great. They allowed two goals and six chances, but they shouldn't have allowed six power play chances to the Edmonton Oilers. They really shouldn't have. McDavid, a power play goal and a power play assist. Leon Dreisaitl, two power play assists. Of course that's going to happen. I'm shocked that the Oilers didn't get three or four power play goals, given A, how good the Oilers' power play is, and B, how poor the Ducks' PK is. I'm shocked. Absolutely. But Dostal saved the day. And believe it or not, John Klingberg, with maybe a little over 13 minutes left, he got the game-winning goal. He found daylight. Stromer and Vetrano did a brilliant job of drawing some defense and getting Klingberg a somewhat open look, and he nailed it. So Klingberg last week had only one goal, and all of a sudden he has four goals in the season. I'm liking that first-round pick more and more for John Klingberg at the trade deadline, and that was the game winner. Final was 4-3 to three in favor of the Ducks. Also got to give props to Sam Carrick, formerly Captain Sam of the goals. He finally is off the schneid, got his first of the season. Congrats to my favorite Maple brother, Sam Carrick. Finally getting off the schneid. But Dostal, man, I, I love Lukas Dostal so much on this team. I think he's ready. I think he is absolutely ready for the big show and I'll talk a little bit more about Lukash Dostal after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to episode 650 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I've talked about this team quite a bit over the years, but Locked On Ducks, or sorry, Locked On Anaheim Ducks is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The, the other Ducks team, they're from a state just north of here. That's not locked on. I mean, that is locked on Ducks, but this is locked on Anaheim Ducks. So, yeah. All right. So, this is going to be the Lukash Dostal Appreciation Hour because he is one of my favorite Ducks right now. The Ducks right now, they're still ailing a little bit. There was that time where both Gibby and Stoli were out. As a matter of fact, looking at their roster right now, we're still going to see Lukas Dostal see some action with the Ducks this season. And I'm okay with that. In fact, I would actually be okay if Dostal gets the start. You ready for this? I'd be okay with him getting the start against the Kings. Now, I know that may lead to him getting overworked, 
Plus, that will also give a chance for either Gibby or Stoli to make a start against the Minnesota Wild. We still don't know yet. But I am perfectly fine with just riding Dostal out because he's used to this. Dostal, already this season, has seen the most shots out of anybody in the American Hockey League. In fact, if I try to pull this up, I didn't look at his AHL stats right now. I mean, I know what his AHL stats are, but I didn't see if he is still leading the league in shots, despite the fact that he hasn't been with the goals in about a week. And looking right now, yep, it is still <laughs> it's still Lukash Dostal right now. If you go on the AHL website this very moment, Lukash Dostal still leads all of the AHL in shots against. He has seen 605 shots in the AHL. Oh, and we can't forget about you know, all those shots that he's already seen in the NHL. In four games, he's already seen 127 shots. Let me do some quick math there. That is an average of 32 shots, sorry, 31.75 shots per game. Ooh, that's a lot of shots, especially that last game, 49 shots against the Oilers. So he's just seen shots all over the place. And he's somehow survived all of that. So if you think that him being overworked right now is going to be a bit of an issue, I understand that. And I get that. The goals don't want to rely on Ole Eriksson Ek. They want to rely on Lucas Dosa. They want to ride him out. The Ducks might be forced to do the same thing because I do not see Erickson Eck getting any starts anytime soon. If he gets playing time, it'll be as a backup if Dostal really struggles in a game. That's the only way. But they've got to ride Dostal right now if the Ducks want to have some modicum of success, even just a little bit. When you combine all those shots, he has already seen a whopping... 732 shots between both the National Hockey League and the American Hockey League, which is the most out of any professional goalie between both leagues right now. Dostal has seen the most shots. Just think about that for a brief second. Dostal's got the most experience as far as seeing shots. He is fresh He's definitely not getting bored in any of these games. And he's saved their butts numerous times. He's even saved the goals on occasion. The only shootout win for the goals this season. Yeah, Dostal saved their ass. This last game, Dostal saved the Ducks behinds. Dostal is that much of a quality goaltender that I would be comfortable having him as a primary backup in Anaheim next season. I would be completely comfortable with that. Granted, the goals, they've lost 11 in a row. I don't see the goals really going anywhere this season. And yeah, 11 losses in a row. Probably going to be 12 or 13 next week going into the Christmas break. The goals are a hot mess. The Ducks are a hot mess. If it wasn't for Dostal, the goals might have three or four fewer wins. 
And the Ducks definitely would not have won that game in Edmonton. So we have to give props where props is due. Lukash Dostal is that guy. And for those of you that aren't aware, and I want to catch some of you up on this. The reason that I say the bakery is closed is not because of me. This is actually because of John Broadbent. John Broadbent, who hosts Defend the Nest, SD, covers the San Diego Goals. He started saying the bakery's closed because outlets were mispronouncing his name. I'll admit the very first time I saw the name, I mispronounced it, but I got it right away after I made that first mistake. And I said, no, it's not. It's not Dostal. It's do stall. It is not the vowel sound da like dostal. No, it is do, as in kneading the dough, as in bread dough. That's why we say the bakery is closed because there is no dough coming through. Yep, that's that's literally that's literally the only reason why. And it seems like a silly reason, but I wanted to catch you all up on why we say dough stall and the bakery is closed. So for those of you that are not in the SoCal area that are not familiar with him, for those of you listening that are in a different state, that's how you pronounce his name. It is dough stall, not dostal. I still hear some outlets out there saying dostal. No, 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 no. Let's keep the bakery closed. And boy, how sweet would it be to have the bakery closed at Staples Center? Mm, 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 mm. That's going to be a fun one, folks. Believe it or not, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of games, knowing that Dostal is going to get a start in one of them. I cannot wait. That's going to do it for today's episode. Once again, apologies for the lack of video. So, first, there was issues with the microphone. I actually had to go in and unscrew the microphone and get that fixed. Luckily, I did. Now, a little bit of issues with the camera, so uh, no visual today. Also, I'm not home, so I just thought it would make sense to not have the camera out, and I don't even have it with me. So, we'll be back to video, hopefully, I hope, on our next episode of Locked on Ducks. So stay tuned for that. But those of you on the audio side, hope you enjoyed this. And I hope you love that the bakery is closed too. All right. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon Music. You could follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. And also, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of fans that I met out at Akershire Arena at Coachella Valley. I thought this was really cool. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this already. I'm going to mention this again on Thursday, but I got to mention this right now. Huge, huge, huge props to a couple of awesome fans out in Coachella Valley. To Shelby and Allison. They both wore Cincinnati Mighty Ducks jerseys. They had the home and away version. Those jerseys are already hard to find. The fact that both of them had the home and away set was amazing. I did not expect to see that at opening night for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So you guys are awesome. Hopefully you guys are listening. 
And hey, hope to see you guys at more Firebirds games or Rain games or Goals games since I know y'all are from SoCal. But hope to see you with those cool jerseys again at some point. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a terrific rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. (laughs) 